0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's no huddle with Brian Weber
1: and Cordell Stewart. Let's talk about significant injuries around the league with our friend, injury analyst Will Carroll, media relations director from Modus Global. Will, thanks for taking the time, and let's start in Minnesota. What does the rehab look like for Cook trying to come back from the torn ACL?
0: Yeah, you know, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, it's too bad we see this too much. Uh, but luckily we've gotten pretty good at them. You know, ACL reconstruction is almost rote at this point. the uh, surgeon going to go in, fix him up, put him back out there in six to nine months. He's going to be as good as new. Uh, you know, you hope there's not any associated damage. Uh, you do see those same kind of consequences down the line with his teammate Sam Bradford, who has had multiple ACL reconstructions, has had some cartilage damage as well, which is really the big question. It's not whether the ACL is torn. We know that. It's whether there's cartilage damage. It's whether that meniscus is torn, whether any of the other ligaments have damage, um, because there is arthritic changes, cartilage uh, defects that can catch up with you, and Sam Bradford is having a hard time getting things under control, having a maintenance program that gets him from practice to practice, week to week and game to game. Uh, you hope in 10 years that Dalvin Cook's in the league and has those kind of problems, but there's no reason he shouldn't be back uh, really for the start of training camp next year.
2: Julio Jones hits hip. I know they say that potentially he may play his hip flexor. Uh, give me your take yeah. on him. I mean, he's had multiple injuries, but this is one is one of the first, I would say, of the season that calls you to question if he'll be able to play or not.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one, Cordell, because, you know, Julio is such a great physical specimen that you can't imagine that he keeps having these kind of problems. The foot, you understand, you know, plays on a fast turf. He's fast. Those light shoes stick. Uh, and, you know, we're seeing more and more of these, uh, you know, foot, ankle, uh, injuries, both soft and, uh, bony tissue. Uh, so that's not really a surprise, but muscular issues, hamstrings, hip flexors, things like that are things you should be able to prevent. I mean, if you take a look at Julio, he's in, some, he's in condition. There's no question about this. So this is one of those unfortunate things where either he overtaxed the muscle or dehydrated slightly. And this keeps coming back to an issue that's just dumbfounding to me. You know, in an age where you know, Gatorade, Powerade, water is omnipresent on the sideline, where we talk about hydration, uh, you know, 10 years ago, hydration was kind of a technical term, but now – Heck, you see people at the gym talking about, oh, got to hydrate, got to hydrate. This is something that keeps coming up in terms of muscular injuries. Now, I don't know if that's the case in terms of Julio. I worry more about that turf, that that multi-purpose turf, which isn't something we have a lot of in the NFL. You hope he's ready to go. It's going to affect him on two things that are important to his game, the quick start and the jumps. And if it's slowing him down on that, he's a less than receiver.
1: Anytime we have a guest use the word omnipresent, we're having a great show. He's a wordsmith, and he's an injury analyst, Will Carroll. Will, we all admire what Marcus Mariota has been able to do to start his career, but he went down with a broken leg last year. How could the hamstring injury limit him Sunday if he plays against the Dolphins because mobility is such a huge asset?
0: Yeah, it is. You know, they haven't run him a lot and in watching the tape after the injury, uh, you know, this is a garden variety hamstring injury. I don't think there's a whole lot, uh you know this is one of those injuries that happens. Uh you know the Titans are one of the teams I know do a Nordic uh, hamstring program to try to prevent these kind of injuries, but you're never gonna prevent a hundred percent. He overextended it uh and uh, had a pretty significant muscle tearing. I don't think he's gonna play this week. I think they're gonna be cautious of him. The one thing I saw on the tape is that he seems and I'm curious if Cordell agrees here uh, that, he, you know, I think the, the broken leg, uh, which is healed up, you know, bones heal pretty normally uh, on, a, on a very uh, typical time frame. But I wonder if it's in his head. You know, it hurt when he broke his leg. He doesn't want that again. Uh, is it in his head that he's going to get hit again or that it's going to hurt again? Is he 100 percent confident in himself again? It doesn't seem like that came back. So I, I worry more that the confidence and the mental aspect is something they're going to have to work on as much as getting that muscle healed
2: up. Unless you know it's a torn ligament, a, a muscle or a bone of some sort, torn completely, most of it really boils down to uh, pain tolerance. But you speaking yeah. of guys who wondering if they can handle it or not, what about Josh Norman? Um, he actually ended up playing in a game against the Kansas City Chiefs and. Thought he had one of his better games, let's just say, against Oakland, but now he has a rib issue. Do you think he'll be missed for some time to where it can probably affect his defense because they're really starting to play well?
0: Yeah, they are, and uh, he is such a big part of that. takes away a whole part of the field uh, when he's on, and this is a pain tolerance issue. We've got a rib injury with him. We've got a rib injury with Ty Montgomery, and there's, there are ways to protect it. You know, A couple years ago when Tony Romo uh, had his broken ribs, uh, he He wore uh, a rib protector from a company called unequal it 's made of Kevlar, the same kind of stuff they make bulletproof vests out of it 's very thin, very light. Uh, Michael Vick wore it after a rib injury i don 't know why everybody doesn't wear it because the stuff it works uh, There's actually a video on YouTube of me testing this stuff by hitting myself in the hammer uh, in the head with a hammer. Oh uh, well, well, do that again. You hit I-
1: yourself in the head with a hammer.
0: Yeah, with this Kevlar material huh? in between. And the stuff works, because I don't go around hitting myself in the head <laughs> with a hammer normally. Uh, it, 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 the stuff really does work. I don't know why people don't use it. I mean, you see these guys out there with smaller and smaller pads. There was a clip on Sunday night where they showed Kenny Easley running down Chris Collinsworth, work. And that was funny, because Chris, you know, laughed it off. But what I noticed is Kenny Easley had these giant shoulder pads on. I mean, they were up to his ears. And I was like, wow, things have changed. But in making these smaller and lighter, they've also given up some of the padding. So we're seeing more and more rib injuries, chest injuries. There's a player uh, alignment with a sternum injury. Uh, These aren't normal. We should have these padding. I don't know why players take away padding. If I was playing, if I had that ability, I'd be out there looking like Iron Man.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to soak this in. Hey, since you're talking equipment and Cordell can jump in. Fellas, what happened to neck rolls? Will, is there a reason why neck rolls have gotten the way of New Coke?
0: Yeah, they don't work. That, that was really... They it. look cool, they, though, back in the day. They, they did. It's like cowboy collars, those big neck rolls like the Boz had. Uh, they looked cool, and that was about it. Research showed they didn't do anything. They didn't reduce the injuries, and they reduced the mobility. Uh, there, there was some danger with those because the head would get trapped, uh, and when the head can't move, uh, the brain ends up taking some of the force.
2: Wow. I mean, that. I'm still thinking about you saying you're hitting yourself upside the head. Yeah. Um, Tyler Eifer, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. This offense has trying to find ways to get things done. They had a good win against Cleveland, uh, but Tyler Eifer's his injury is back. Uh, what's what's going on with him? Yeah,
0: yeah. This is an injury we're seeing more and more of. It's an overextension of the back, which causes back spasms. And if anybody's ever had back spasms, they kill. Uh, there is nothing that hurts worse that I can think of, except maybe if you're Gary Sanchez. Uh, it's one of those injuries that isn't serious but it talks to what's happening he's getting popped back and we're seeing more and more of this rob gronkowski three back surgeries as a tight end uh jordan reed uh has had lower back spasms on and off uh throughout the last couple years he's a tight end uh defensive linemen like uh, j.j watt they rush in as fast as they can a defensive lineman pops him his back extends he's had two surgeries on his back This kind of motion, for some reason, seems to be hitting tight ends and defensive ends more because they're bigger, they're faster, linemen are stronger. Uh, This is worrisome in the longer term. So they're going to have to figure out first how to get that spasm out so Eifert can get on the field. Uh, It's not something you can play with. But 2nd They've got to figure out what's causing this. And if they don't do that, uh, he'll be right back to this in a week, two weeks, four weeks.
1: He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. Always a pleasure to talk about physical ailments with our friend, Will Carroll, the leading injury analyst. Well, Andrew Luck was a bit more candid about the particulars of his shoulder procedure this week. What would you take away from that admission?
0: Uh, Not not a whole lot. You know, we knew he had had the surgery. We knew when he had the surgery. Uh, It's a posterior tear, but there's two kinds of posterior tears. Uh, One is called a reverse Bankart lesion, and that does take a little bit longer. The surgery is a little bit more involved. Um, the other one is a slap tear. That's the same thing that both Cam Newton and uh, Jay Cutler had, and both of those guys are back and throwing well. Uh, you only wish that Cam had some brain surgery along with that. Uh, but for Luck, yeah, he was out there. He was throwing. He was looking good. Uh, the team seems to be doing everything right with him. They're not rushing him back. Uh, but uh, you know, when's he going to be ready? What's it going to take for him to be ready? Because in the limited tape, we were allowed to see of him. He was throwing well. His mechanics looked good. Uh, you know, He was throwing short. He was throwing out. He was throwing long. Uh, what more does he have to do? Uh, yeah, I, I don't get this. People say, well, he's going to need weeks to get his timing back. Well, he's been use- using a thing called Striver, which is the, the virtual reality system, to keep his timing. He's been looking at defenses. I don't think he needs to learn the playbook. It hasn't changed uh, since he was last there, and he could certainly study If he couldn't throw, Uh, a lot of people say, well, he needs to get used to getting hit. I don't understand this at all. I don't think the human body gets used to being hit. Does he need maybe some timing and some practice with his teammates? Yeah, but it's the same receivers he had last year. So I don't even see that as a big issue. I think he's much closer than people think. I still think week six, uh, which I think is against the Jaguars, is a good one i would not bring it back against the texans just because of uh the aforesaid jj watt and uh, davian Clowney uh and the problems that the Colts have had with their line
2: give me your thoughts on on carlos Hyde. i mean he's been the majority part of this offense and he's a very physical runner but that's a part of his body that he truly needs because he is so physical and using his legs is his hips Uh, tell us about his hip and, and and what's going on there because i hear he missed a few days of practice
0: uh, this is very concerning because obviously it's a big drop off from Hyde to his backups and uh, Brian Hoyer needs all the help he can get out there. Uh, this isn't a good team and uh, the Colts have been fairly good against the run, but historically power runners give them problems. Uh, you have Frank Gore, when he was there, uh, gave him so many problems, they eventually signed him. So if Hyde can't get that push, uh, he, he goes away from what his real strength is. And again, anytime you have, have a hip, uh, anytime time you have, have uh, anything in the upper thigh, you're going to not be able to push uh, or jump, but that isn't a big part of his game. Uh, normally, you're going to see uh, a slower step-off. He's going to try to adjust uh, by pushing off the other foot, which isn't the normal foot he pushes off from. Uh, this is his dominant leg that he's hurt. So it's going to be day to day. Yeah, they're calling it a game time decision. I believe him because they want him to play. They need him to play. Is he going to be able to be it? Uh, this is why the doctors and trainers get the big bucks making the decision of is seventy five percent or eighty percent of Carlos Hyde better than the backups? And how much is the risk they're willing to take of him re-injuring it?
1: Injury analyst Will Carroll is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Will last one for me: What is a transverse process fracture in the back, and how long could Derek Carr be out?
0: You know, this one has a pretty long range. First, let's talk about the transverse process. In the lower back, your spine has these two little thing, little bony protuberances that stick out kind of like a V. And they're there to protect the nerves that are coming out uh, that go down into your legs. Those are very, very important, obviously. Now, we've seen this in the NFL a couple times over the last couple of years. Uh, Tony Romo had it in the six weeks. Uh, was able to come back and had that problems had later back problems, of course, uh, but we're not sure that they're related. Uh, the other one was Cam Newton. Uh, he got rear-ended in a car accident, broke it, and didn't miss any time. So it comes down to function and pain tolerance. Uh, for, for him, I think they're going to have to wait a week, two weeks, to make sure everything heals back up, uh, to make sure that the bone is healing properly, that it's not going to get hit uh, and snap it back out of place. Uh, But this is really going to come down to pain tolerance and then function. Again, there are ways to protect him. Uh, You get him a Kevlar or foam uh, flak jacket. You get him out there a little bit sooner and get him comfortable with it. Uh, It's still not going to feel good when he gets hit. This isn't something you can shoot up. Uh, but it is something that should heal relatively easy. Again, it's a spinal injury, but it has nothing to do with the spinal cord. He's not in any sort of worry about losing his legs or something. As I've heard some people say he would be at risk if he got back out there too
1: early. Will, great information as always. We'll chat with you next week. Until then, avoid the hammers, okay?
0: I, I will. Thank you.